Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to talk about data protection and cybersecurity within healthcare. And our guests are Ms. Lauren Williamson, Director of Healthcare, and Mr. Mike Murphy, Healthcare Data Protection Specialist, both from Dell's Data Protection Division. How are you doing today, Lauren and Mike? Doing well, thank you. Same here, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. And can we start with a little bit of your backgrounds? And Lauren, why don't we start with you? Thanks, Bruce. Lauren Williamson here, Director of Healthcare. I've been with Dell Technologies since the Dell EMC days with Data Domain through the acquisition about 10 years ago. For the last four months, I've joined over to work with our healthcare team alongside Mike Murphy for our Data Protection Division. So really happy to be here today. Thanks for that, Lauren. And Mike, some of your background, please. Thanks, Bruce. Mike Murphy, data protection specialist, specifically focused on healthcare. I've been with Dell EMC coming up on 21 years now. Most of it spent with the major financials here in the Boston area, and then the last seven in healthcare. My focus has always been on data protection along with business continuity and disaster recovery type use cases. Lauren, why don't we start with you? What is the current state of healthcare when it comes to cybersecurity? We recently just saw that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services had put out that there were over 132 reported breaches between February and May within healthcare. We're seeing more sophisticated threats. It's not so much a matter of if, but when a healthcare organization will face such an attack. In this current climate, we're seeing criminals really focus on the urgency within healthcare workers. And so knowing that these ransomware attacks can prevent patient record access or take down an entire department of a hospital from functioning, I think they believe they have a better chance of receiving ransomware right now. We've also seen an increase in email phishing and even trying to bundle malware into some of those tools that healthcare providers need right now, as well as just the increase in remote workers and leveraging telemedicine platforms. Many physicians and healthcare workers are not used to working remotely and so may not be using those latest software updates or using telemedicine services for the first time could fall victims to some of these phishing emails that are out there now. So we all know main motive right now for hacking and has been within hospital is a financial gain. The average hack costs a healthcare account almost $11.9 million. These hackers are making money by selling patient protected healthcare information or holding these networks ransom for these millions of dollars. And those things haven't changed within the climate today. Let me get both of your perspectives on the following question. What unique challenges does healthcare face when they think about cybersecurity? And Lauren, why don't we start with you? Some of the unique challenges we see is just around the high data growth healthcare has been experiencing from EHR systems and just the uptick in patient data recently. I mentioned telehealth earlier has grown 261% in the last three years alone. So ultimately producing more data uh, that we need to protect. Um, and that does add to the cybersecurity challenge We also see more and more mergers and acquisitions. That poses a unique challenge when we come to merging organizations, the security aspect of how do we protect data that's all coming together from different hospitals throughout the country. And Mike, can we get your perspective? I'd add to that that the challenge with mergers and acquisitions, it's those disparate systems. And the more disparate the environment becomes, the more vulnerabilities get introduced. And the budget strain that our customers are facing today, it's real and it is really impacting the prioritization of their projects. Looming on the horizon, I think, is some changes in the regulatory environment. 
The effect of the California Consumer Protection Act, sort of modeled after GDPR and EMEA, is still looming. So there's definitely more regulations on the horizon that our customers are going to have to deal with. Mike, why don't we stay with you? And I want to ask you about remote workers and data mobility. How are these trends making cyber resiliency in healthcare more difficult? It's the explosion of the remote workforce. It increases that vulnerability footprint faced by our friends in the healthcare IT arena and are responsible for securing both the data and the access to the data as they just become bigger and bigger challenges. The EMRs have always had a data access capability, like an Epic MyChart, but this explosion in telehealth and remote workforce goes beyond patients accessing their data to actual manipulation of that data. The medical internet of things continues to expand. And just look at the adoption rates of wearable devices. And as we know, the more data that requires protection demands a more efficient and a scalable solution to deal with that. The increase in mobile health care and clinics, urgent care sites, pop-up testing centers, it leads to more and more edge use cases like what we used to call a traditional robo, remote office and back office. Those are the trends that are going to make this much more challenging as we move forward. Lauren, can you give us your take on how hackers are attacking healthcare organizations these days, and what is the typical healthcare organization's response? We're seeing organizations really focus or guard against very specific types of cyber attacks or an actor. It's important just to take a step back and understand that these cyber attacks are really taking different forms. There's different variations, too, of motivation and techniques that these attackers are going to use. And so really understanding that there isn't a one-size-fits-all when we talk about a traditional method or model. A lot of times we see organizations focusing on DR and taking a step back to say disaster recovery is not cyber recovery. And so as we start to look at what these ransomware and bad actors are looking to achieve, their ultimate goal is getting up paid for ransom or destroying data. And they know that if there's no backup available for recovery, this is probably their number one method to go in against. What we have to start doing is saying, how do we take it a step farther from just disaster recovery? This is typically going to be the place that they're going to start. We're going to see IT and backup administrators being a target for their credentials. A lot of times we see the master server, which often contains the catalog of data being either encrypted or deleted as well to try to make that data unusable. Even system mounting by the media servers can be attacked. I think we've got to start shifting our mindset of saying we've got to protect against multiple different threat variables that are out there, and we have to take it a step farther from just disaster recovery. Lauren, let me stay with you. Heaven forbid, in the event of a successful attack to a healthcare organization, how can that organization take steps forward in ensuring the recovery of information after the attack has occurred? That's such a huge step that most of our customers are looking at, and it's the ability to automate the recovery workflow, to be able to recover and remediate once that incident does occur. The number one step for most successful hospitals and healthcare organizations is really leveraging that roundtable discussion, pulling in not only IT, but security and the clinicians and all sitting down and expressing the needs of the business and what's important to each of those groups to be back up and running. We also spend a lot of time looking at solutions in this good, better, best model, with good being having some form of retention law copies or backup data and catalog with separate security officer credentials, and then maybe taking it one step farther with that better method where we're saying, okay, not only do we need to have retention law copies of this backup data, but also how do we protect it from IT or a backup admin as well when we talk about maybe an insider threat. 
if we take it even one step further, we start saying, you know, what's the best form of cyber resilience? That's that automated vault with some form of full file context analytics and having this clean copy of data that is isolated off the network and secured and locked down that ultimate security guide. Healthcare has to take steps forward to really ensure that we're able to recover the data should one of these cyber attacks occur. Mike, turning to you, what are Dell's products and services that facilitate recovery from cyber threats? 2015 is when we first released our initial versions of a cyber vault, an air gap solution. We are talking about taking a backup copy that we know is valid and we know is good off network. So air gap becomes the terminology used for that. Since 2015, we've expanded. We are now on the PowerProtect Data Manager Cyber Recovery Solution, and we have added analytics to it so that we have the ability to take a look at those backups in the vault and validate and verify the contents of those backups. The basis of the solution is a data domain. It is a purpose-built backup device that supports things like retention lock or immutable copies has its own defense in-depth architecture to ensure that the data is protected. We're not talking about just having one backup point to restore to, but having multiple restore points so that you can track through and perform analytics and forensics, God forbid, on those copies within the vault. It really is what we refer to as protection storage or storage of last resort. How do you advise customers to either get started with a cyber recovery plan if, heaven forbid, they don't have one, or accelerate that journey? You need to look at it as a business problem, and you need to make sure that you are understanding the needs of the business. We have a number of customers rolling out cyber vault solutions. They typically will start small, but there's two parts to the story that you need to make sure that you've addressed. One is the application infrastructure, the engine that's going to manipulate the data. And then the other is the data itself. And we actually use the term critical rebuild materials to describe that application infrastructure. Not only the application, but maybe your active directory, maybe your zoning maps, maybe your storage configuration. What would be those critical materials that you would need to get the IT infrastructure stood up so that you can load the application and begin processing again? The primary applications that most of our customers start with are obviously the EMR, the EHR product, whatever they're using, and then the financials. And then, as we mentioned, there's people and policy consideration. You need to understand who owns the recovery strategy. You need to make sure that all the groups are involved. And you actually need to have a sit down and think about what's going to happen in the event of a breach and in the event of a data loss. What do we do? The more prepared you can be, the better you will be. Lauren, turning back to you, where can our listeners find more information on healthcare cyber recovery? On our DellTechnologies.com page, under products, there's data protection and then cyber recovery solutions. You're also able to reach out directly to your Dell data protection account managers that can assist with taking this conversation to the next step for you guys. Lauren Williamson, Director of Healthcare, and Mike Murphy, Healthcare Data Protection Specialist, both from the Data Protection Division of Dell Technologies. Thank you so much for all this great information on the latest threats to healthcare when it comes to cyber attacks and Dell's response to those threats. Any final thoughts? And Lauren, why don't we start with you? Thank you, Bruce, for the time today. Protecting the business ultimately starts with protecting that data. Start small, start now, implement those critical applications into some type of a small air gap vault, which gives you the ability to grow and continue to add that mission critical applications as you go. 
we also have to start having those internal discussions on what our cyber recovery plan looks like and pulling in multiple different users throughout the entire organization to come together on that plan. Thank you, Lauren. And Mike, any final thoughts? It's never too late to start, and it's always easier to start small and grow, which, again, we've had some success with our customers doing that. The time is now. Unfortunately, this is a problem that is not going to go away. As we continue to layer in defensive mechanisms, the bad actors continue to come up with new ways to defeat those mechanisms. I hate to use the term a cat and mouse game, but this is going to continue to evolve over time. Thanks again for being on the podcast, and hopefully we can have both of you back on a future Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. Absolutely. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for the time, Bruce.